Hello everyone, hope everybody's doing well. I am a little under the weather, but I'm feeling pretty good enough to try to get this um, this podcast done. So, I'm going to be talking about myself, hopefully, mostly, um, because I think my topic is like, why are lies so acceptable? Why do we accept the lies from people when we know they're telling lies? Because I know when I was married, well, even before I got married, my husband was such a, he was a cheater, a liar. He couldn't work for longer than two weeks so he can get a check. I mean, just a mess. But, you know, and I accepted that. And then I was, you know, you think about it, it's like, why? Why did I accept that? I mean, here I am, a person who doing their own thing, going to college, you know, got a job, got a car, got a family that, you know, to back up, back, back, back me up. And why am I dealing with a jerk? Why? Why do we do that to ourselves? And, you know, me and my daughter was talking um, the other day, the other night. It was like, what is it about relationships that are so difficult? Why is it so difficult to have a decent relationship with somebody? And, you know, and when you see that, when I see that, because when we were walking out of the restaurant in the we saw roses on their table and they were sitting next to each other. And so my daughter asked them what was the occasion. They were saying it was their anniversary. And it was really sweet because my daughter made a comment about, oh, they're beautiful, the roses she was talking about. And he said, he just looked at her and said, and she's beautiful. He was talking about his wife. And you know, you don't see that often, and it's mostly in older adults. These days, it's kind of hard to find somebody who truly cares about you. I mean, like, the love it's eight o'clock. that um, Christ gives us, for some reason, it is very difficult to find. And we accept all the lies from these people. We accept all the, the hurt, the pain, the abuse. All of it. And we, we deal with it because we want to be in a relationship. But, you know, I know when I was in mine, I don't know if I was necessarily wanting to be in a relationship, but I did want to be married, I guess, which is a relationship. <laughs> um, but once I got out of it, you know, I, I actually got myself out of it instead of I didn't talk to anybody about how to do it. I didn't go and get advice. I knew what I had needed to do because I prayed to God and God gave me the answer that I needed to be able to get out of that relationship. And I've been divorced ever since. Been divorced, have no boyfriend, have no friends with benefits, none of that. And it has been, and if I tell y'all, y'all ain't gonna believe me. <laughs> but it's been like, ooh. 20 years or so since I've been in a male-female relationship and when it comes to, like, dating. Because I found that it wasn't something that I needed because 
I had something to do for Christ in my life. So I couldn't focus on looking for a man or a man trying to talk to me. I didn't have time for that. And now in my life, now I got all my grandkids, I got my daughter, we, you know, you know, you, 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 you moving, getting into a new house. You, you focus on things that are more important than trying to find somebody to be with. Because I've been watching people in my life who have been doing that. One and got married. One was with somebody for a while, now they broke up. The one who's married, that ain't going well. You know, you got the one who had a boyfriend who was a hot mess, and but held on to him. Why do we do that? And it, and it kind of saddens me that we as women can be so weak when it comes to that. When men, you know, they show us who they are before we even get in too deep. They'll show you who they are, but we refuse to accept it. We, we say, oh, he's just, that's just how he is when he wakes up. Or that's just who he is when he um, has a, have a beer or something like that. But why do I have to accept his shortcomings? Why do I have to accept the problems that he have? Because me, <clears throat> no, my voice is going, y'all. If it doesn't get any better, I'm going to, uh, if it gets worse, I'm going to have to shut this off. But why do I have to deal with his mess and be the one that's focused on the relationship, but he isn't? All because I'm needy? Why would I want to be needy? I don't, I don't think I want to need is God. And that's the only thing I do need is my God. I need my Jesus Christ. And somebody else might say, oh, well, you know, you tell me you believe in God, but I don't believe in God and I got to be in a relationship. Well, that's what you need to do. I'm not telling you to do what I do. I'm telling it because this is what I found out for myself that giving my life away to another person, no matter if it's a boyfriend, a friend, a Mom and dad and brothers, if I give myself away and leave nothing for me, how in the world am I going to be able to have real relationships? It's not possible because it's not going to be true. If I say I love you, but you don't love me back. So every time we have a fight, the fight's going to be mismatched because you don't love me. So you're going to go for the juggler. Me, like a little nut nut, I love you. So I'm not going to try to hurt you while we argue, but you are. And and it's not that you're doing it on purpose to, you know, like really to, just to hurt me. It's because you don't know any better. You don't love me. And because you don't love me, you don't know how to talk to me. You don't know how to fight with me. You know, when we have a disagreement, you don't know how. Because there's no love there for me in your in your world, in your heart, in your in your season at this moment. You don't know how. So for me, as the one who knows better, it is up to me to have to get out. And that's mostly what happens. It's mostly the women that are leaving the relationships because they have figured out that they don't deserve the treatment that they're getting. And when I watch this going on, and I'm not talking about 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds. I'm talking about 40-year-old women, you know, desperate for relationships with these people 
and when they know these people are wrong for them, but they hold on to it, and and they're not only hurting themselves, they're hurting their families, they're hurting their jobs, you know, everything starts breaking down. And what I found out is when God, the prodigal son, when he left home because he wanted his money so he could go and have fun with his inheritance, you know how to be, and you know, all this money's gone, then no more friends, he's sleeping in a pig, pig pen, and you know, and then something come in his brain, oh, my dad has a lot of servants, you know. I can go work as a servant for my dad. So he goes back to his dad's house. His dad sees him. Now, this is the cool thing. And you know what I'm getting at, hopefully. But if not, I'm going to tell you. But the cool thing about it is, when the dad saw the son, the dad didn't turn around. The dad didn't stand there and look at him. The dad started, ru the dad started running to his son. And that's what God does for us. Once we get come to the realization that we need Jesus Christ in our lives to handle everything we deal with, relationships, work, homes, friends, family, strangers, anything, whatever we need to deal with that, those situations, God is there. And he's running to us. When we start running to him, he's running to us also. He's saying, I'm so glad, Stephanie, that you're coming back to me. I am so glad, and I love you and always have, and never have not loved you, even when you left me. So what he's telling us is, yeah, you may be sleeping around with three men right now. Yeah, you may have six children from six men right now. Yeah, you may be um, selling drugs right now. But you came to a realization and said, I don't want to do that anymore. I need my Jesus Christ. And as long as I have Jesus Christ, there is nothing, nothing that I can't handle. So once we come to that realization and we start running to Christ, he's running back to us. And that, that father ran to his son, put that son on royalty clothing, you know, had him cut up so they could sacrifice and feed him you know, good meat. And the brother came on and see, and this is what we got to watch out, people. The brother say, oh, you ain't never killed a fatted calf for me. And, you know, Jesus was like, I mean, the father was like, you've always been there. You've always been here. So it's always been yours. There's nothing you need. And we need to think about that because as long as we have Christ, we don't need anybody else. Actually, we don't need anything, but God's going to give us those people to keep us buffered up, to keep us going, to say, yes, yeah, Stephanie, you can do it. Yeah, you got the power. It's okay. Well, you made a mistake. That's fine. Get up. We can do this all. You can do this all over again. Why? Because that's how Christ loves us. We may sin over and over and over again, but we come back to him. He's going to forgive us, but we got to understand there gets to a point where, and it's in Hebrews, where there's be no more refuge for your sin. You know, because Jesus is going to say, like in the in the Old Testament, and I think it's Isaiah, but y'all have to look it up. Y'all know how I am about scriptures. Y'all, I've talked, to this, talked about this before. But, you know, in the Old Testament, where God was telling the prophet, don't pray for them. 
They're gainsaying hard-hearted, stiff-necked people. Don't pray for them. Now, we don't ever want to get to a point where, where God is saying, don't pray for you, because then we we lost. We have no, no other options, and we don't want that. So what I'm hoping to get you guys to get from this is we need Jesus. We don't need a man. We don't need a woman. We don't need a children. We don't need a dog. We don't need a cat. We need Jesus Christ in our lives. And we need to open ourselves up to what is going on in the world around us and how people are trying to fool you and how you're fooling yourself, actually. Because sometimes we, we are doing things and we're trying to make it fit the lifestyle we want. We'll say, well, I believe in Jesus, but you know you can't be lying. You know you can't be a homosexual. But we'll try to change things to fit our life in order for the line that I'm doing, the cheating that I'm doing, sits, okay, we make it feel like it's okay. Because then now we're saying to ourselves, well, they must have made a mistake when they wrote that in the Bible. Or or that that part of the Bible can't be true. Why are we doing that? Because we want it to fit our world. We want it to fit our sins. And as long as we do that, how do you think Christ is going to, you think Christ is going to just come in and start blessing you when you actually <laughs> blaspheme it? His, his word, you're saying, oh, that what Jesus spoke about was not true. What God said in the Old Testament was not true. No. So as long as you keep doing that, God cannot come to you and bless you for that. That's like your child. You tell your child, didn't I tell you to wash them dishes this week? Now, the whole week you say, I'm going to watch him. So the whole week he don't watch dishes, but you go behind him and wash them dishes. And then he come to you on that, that Friday or whatever and say, Mom, can I have $20? I want to go to the football game. Did you wash them dishes all week? No, Mom, but um, I'll make up for it. No, no, we got to stop treating kids and thinking that it's okay to do the wrong thing but because we're going to give you something anyway. We're going to reward you even though you did something. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. I'm going to reward you. We got to stop doing that because now they're going to grow up thinking, oh, well, you know, if I go to college, I don't do my homework. It's okay because I'm going to be rewarded because I ain't have to do it. I can get somebody else to do it. No, no, no. We're teaching them wrong. So we got to come to a realization that we can't make the Bible fit us. We need to fit the Bible. We need to, to do what the Bible tells us to do. And if we truly believe it, we need to ask God to help us get to that place where, you know, you're interested again in the Bible. You're interested again in Jesus. You're interested again in talking to people about Christ. Long as that interest is gone, the devil done got you to a point where you're not interested anymore, then that's when you start losing. Because, you know, I got to a place, I'm like, Stephanie, you got to read more. You got to read your Bible more. You got to get back into it where you and get back to where you were and surpass that. Because that's what Christ wants for you. And I have to tell myself when I get up in the morning, read the word, even if it's just one scripture. Like, you know, I can read 1 Thessalonians 2, 4. And I say, okay, I read the Bible. But, you know, eventually you start getting more and more into it. And I start reading more. And then, like I told you guys, I've read the Bible twice, completely twice. But I'm, for some reason, I don't know, this is something God had for me. Well, I don't really, it's hard for me to quote. I'm not that person. Um, now, 
if I need it, God will give me a scripture and then, you know, and I can quote it. But I can't be like some people, they can quote it. I have a friend, she, man, she quotes scripture all day, you know, and I'm like, and, and she's the devil. And she knows that, you know, I'm saying this, but she knows that we, 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 we laugh about it all the time. But, but even though she has that ability to do that, but she still haven't completely gave her life to Christ. And until that day comes, she's going to be this mediocre person who can quote scriptures. That's what she's going to be. But if she gave herself to Christ, knowing that God gave her this ability, do you know how powerful she'll be? And that's what the devil gets us. He knows the power that God can give us, some of us. Some of us got a power waiting to happen within us, but we can't do anything because we haven't gave our life to Christ. And until that day comes, you're always going to be lacking and you're always going to be wondering why you haven't gotten what you think you should get from the God above because you haven't given your life to Christ continually and wholeheartedly. And until you do that, there is nothing anybody, and I mean anybody, can do for you or help you find because only Christ can do that. And until you say to yourself or say to Christ, God, forgive me for, for my sins. Forgive me for just ignoring you and not doing what you called me to do. Help me be that person you called me to be. And I pray that we all can get to that place. God bless.